All right, everybody, it's time to talk about lasso. Get some lasso lulls and learn some stuff. Oh, right away, we're going to be, I got to look up something right away. Uh, Episode 9, All Apologies. Uh, So I guess I got to look up. There's a song by Nirvana uh, called All Apologies. I don't think it appears in this uh, episode. I don't think it has anything to do with it, but there's a lot of apologizing this episode. Uh, uh, Let's see. I was wondering what the meaning of it is. Uh, uh, Easily Amused is one lyric that always... uh, uh, I wish I was like you, easily amused. Uh, uh, let's see. I was just wondering if there's anything else about all apologies other than the lyrics. Um, oh, all apologies is a song. Yeah, here we go. Wikipedia's got it. It's a song by Nirvana. It was released as the final song on their third and final album, In Utero, in 1993. And then in uh, December of 93, it was released as the second sig- single as a double A-side. Uh, it was the second and final single. Uh, let's see, recording. It was written in 1990. Uh, uh, Dave Grohl said that Kurt had wrote it on a four-track in our apartment in Olympia. And uh, Dave Crow really liked the melody. Uh, let's see. Was that for their third album? The song at that point was tentatively titled La La La. Uh, had some cello in there. And uh, it was kind of a lighter sound. And uh, Cobain had said that songs like All Apologies and Dumb represented a lighter, more dynamic sound. Let's see what else we got. Uh, there's also an acoustic version on the MTV Unplugged uh, album in performance. Uh, it was dedicated to Courtney Love and Francis Bean in during the Reading Festival. Uh, what else we got here? It looks like it was covered in 1996 by Herbie Hancock. Uh, I got to look that up. Uh, man, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about all apologies. Nothing to do with the episode. Sorry about that. I guess sidetracked. Uh, but I do have to look up this uh, Herbie Hancock album and see. Uh, what year was it? 1990 something. Okay, so the episode starts with my handwriting. Uh, cheers. Uh, uh, there's cheers of a crowd, but it's dark. We see ice. We see Roy. Roy's number six. Uh, ign- 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 there's some word that gets said that I wrote down, but I'll have to go. Ign- 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 not ign. ign- I don't know. One of those words that starts with ignamious or something, but that's not a word, I don't think. And, you know, there's a lot of good dialogue as Ted comes in to talk to Roy. Roy, somebody order Roy on rocks. Oh, boy, is it cold. And there's a couple of good scenes uh, here with uh, the slight uh, Sudeikis uh, physical comedy, which I don't mean, I don't know if like, uh, 
what what uh, like 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 it was like to be on set or anything if it's uh like if it's just pure performance or if it's some sort of method acting um where he's becoming ted i, I don't know i mean even if it's just in the moment but i think those little flourishes do uh capture ted lasso like when he puts his hand in cold water and how he reacts to it which again is great for any character you say uh, like how it's good. I'd say, well, that's about the same temperature I am on the inside. So I wouldn't have the same reaction as uh, Ted did. Had a bad day. That's another song uh, that I, I won't look up because uh, uh, there's there's so many other things. Uh, uh, go easy on yourself. Uh, you're like a brunette Oscar the Grouch. Let's just Google Oscar the Grouch just to see what comes up. I'm sure we've covered Oscar the Grouch before. According to this, uh, like when I first, Oscar the Grouch has a significant other, Grun, Grund, Grund Geta. Never, I mean, I I haven't watched Sesame Street in a while. Created by Jim Henson and John Stone. Or Sesame Street, green body, no visible notes, lives in a trash can, loves trash. I love trash, uh, like the song says. Uh, misanthropic, misanthropic interaction with other characters. Uh, but that's not just this. Also, the species is grouch. Oscar is a grouch. Uh, was originally form, performed by Carol Spinney until retirement. Eric Jacobson was the understudy starting in 2005. Uh, let's see the original origins here. Original orange version of Oscar the Grouch from season one, 1969 to 1970. Really? Initially, the puppet characters on Sesame Street were not on the actual set, but uh, in, intermediate, in intermediary segments. Uh, and uh, Jim Henson has suggested a giant bird and a creature living in the neighborhood trash can. Uh, those were developed by uh, Sesame Street head John, writer John Stone and uh, Henson. And uh, puppeteer Carol Spinney found the answer. Oh, sounds like Bernie. Where to, Mac? Uh, I didn't realize how similar Bernie the Butterfly. I mean, I'm not kidding either. And Oscar Grouch were. Obviously, Oscar Grouch was an influence on Bernie's, you know, probably hero Bernie's. Uh, yeah, then they uh, the yeah they came up with it by having a thing with uh, a restaurant. It was orange for the first season, then changed to green, which became the permanent color. This was explained in the sh- within the show by a visit to Swamp Mushy Muddy. And, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about Oscar the Grouch. I guess Roy's a grouch, but different than Oscar. Danny Ro- oh, what song does Danny Rojas sing? Man, we're really busy looking stuff up. Uh, okay, so this is actually in Parade Magazine. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, oh, I guess you know, I always call it a cookie or a, it's an Easter egg. I always say, is it a cookie or a cupcake when people hide stuff in episodes? It's called an Easter egg, Scoots. Okay, well, okay. You got, I guess you're right. Uh, okay, these are all from season one. 
Joe Arthur Gatestack shirt, victory character names. Uh, Miss Scanlon was a real teacher. Uh, two aces. Uh, oh, the AI switch. Yeah, um, make Rebecca great again. Oh, those are the victory. Diamond Dogs, uh, Underhill's reference. Uh, oh, so in the opening scene, this is from Parade.com, all apologies. Danny Rojas jumps on the treadmill and begins to sing a song in Spanish. The song he's singing is the theme song for the show, co-written and sung by Marcus Mumford in Spanish. So there you go. Except that I don't know the, how the theme song goes because I thought it was, oh, yeah, okay. my Okay, now, I was like, isn't it only uh, instrumental? But then I realized it has words. Uh, See, so for some reason, I'm not even kidding. I think the Malcolm in the Middle, when I, when I tried to think of uh, the Ted Lasso theme song, the Malcolm in the Middle theme song got stuck in my head. Which I didn't even watch. I mean, I watched some episodes. The roller skating episode, obviously, was uh, a ice skating one. Where you're like, okay. When you say, how could that guy be Walter White? If you watch the roller skating episode, you say, oh, okay. You could see the range, right? Uh, but yeah, that, I don't know why that song got popped in my head. Okay, um, we got other stuff to look up, though, here. This is good tangents early. Daniel Ross sings Rebecca something sh- sh- biscuit boost. Uh, I don't know what that says. Uh, Pollock shocks. Uh, Karen D. De- oh, photo shoot. That's what that says. Karen Dealey, she says. Karen. I can't even spell Laren. No, Karen. Nope. Oh, I'm having trouble hitting that K. K A R E N. Dealey? Karen Dealey. Isn't that may, may not be a character. So I don't know. Nothing came up. I mean, I'm, you know, probably not. Karen Dealey. Uh, uh, soccer. Let's try. Karen Dealey. Funny tweets now. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe, we'll, maybe it'll come up when, when we do the uh, dialogue. Uh, eggplant power suit my dreams oh so this is a lot of good dialogue that we'll talk about because not only is it about apologies but there's different re- references uh to little girls and teen girls uh personality powerful personality traits uh, powerful wish higgins was here uh, ted says ted uses a phrase i'm very familiar with uh, which again is say wait a second uh stinking thinking uh, Keely shows up. Are you question mark? Something starts. Oh, so she asked about the time for, if they're going to do something satirical, they'll call you. They go into the boot. I don't know if they called it the boots room, but they're in the boots room. Uh, Keely says, can I talk to Rebecca? The room they go into, they talk to the boots room. This was probably the fourth or fifth time I saw this episode, and there was a few different really, uh, like, either jokes I missed or they just hit me and they, like, I, uh, there was so much more. I mean, there's a really awkward exchange with Nate here um, that I didn't pick up on the first time. Keely and Rebecca, when are you going to tell Ted? Keely, 
nine, Joanna Wellington. Oh boy, teenage girls. Uh, they talk about being a teenage girl. Nate comes in. Why tell Ted? It would want to change anything. And Keely says it'll change how I feel about you. Uh, Ted has a press conference. He makes a Willie Nelson joke and a Daily Planet joke. And I said, okay, how about like, uh, are those global jokes? Um, um, they, I mean, the, the press laughed at both of them. And I mean, I guess you say, of course they are. But I say, okay, it's Willie Nelson's predilection for the grass, for grass, for the grass. It sounds like I'm older than Willie Nelson for the grass. Uh, is that an international? I mean, is that an internationally known? I mean, he, I know he's known to rock the microphone. Uh, I just see a little lasso there. Did you see that move? Uh, uh, Daily Planet also. I don't know. The, like, is it, like in the UK, is Superman in the UK, does he work for the independent planet, you know? Like, uh, or the, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the globe, I guess. Uh, I don't know. So, joke, Rosie, Kent, Roy Kent, intro, introvert trick. Oh, he does a in, good, good introvert trick, Ted does. Uh, this handwriting is a totally, wait for him. Oh, but, oh, but Beard and Nate are watching, sharing a look, and then they're waiting for Ted. I actually figured it out. Uh, have a seat. Ted sits in this big leather chair. I want to look up the term bite us in the butt. I don't even know if I can leave this in there here because uh, this is one of the jokes that I, I was like, uh, there's like, it's like a two or three stager. Uh, let's see. Where is the phrase? So, oh, uh, Comes back to bite you in the butt. Uh, bite us in the rear. That's an idiom. Uh, that's the definition of it, though. Bite butt meeting. Um, there's a lot of different ones. Idiom definition example. Oxford slang, oh, online slang, it just says, you know, negative consequences. Uh, nip, well, there's a lot of different ones, so I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of good jokes here. Oh, boy, I got to look up another one. Uh, audio 5,000, oh, no, Audi 5,000, so I won't look that one up. But Ted says, no, I get, now I can just bench Roy. And then... Uh, like, there's this joke with Beard and Nate. You got to see it because Nate asked him a question afterwards. It's so easy to miss. It's probably like 15 seconds. Uh, and there's just Nate's, like, like uh, that Nate asks Beard about it. Beard, of course, responds true to character, but in an unexpected way. And then Nate responds true to what? Where? What? Like, uh, like, but not in that, not, not the way I did it. Like, uh, more of like total curiosity. Ted does a knock knock all ears. Uh, Rebecca, this was like a, a short episode of Sleep with Me by Rebecca. She's buying time, uh, going on tangents, uh, procrastinating. She even asked Ted, "You got a dictionary?" He says, uh, "Not on me." Oh, so top of pops. Uh, so I have a good good. Not the show, but the, I guess the theme song or something, because uh, one of the um, 
It was unfortunately a disc we got scratched. We scratched it, but one of the best, some of the best times my daughter and I had were us on, um, I forget the name of the, oh, the Rabbids games, the Rab, Rapids, Rab, the Bunny game. And Top of the Pops was one of them, where it's kind of like you, you were playing an instrument, like kind of like a guitar hero. But Top of the Pops is actually a, uh, I don't know. Is it a TV show? Can we get it on Wikipedia here? We can. Top of the Pops uh, is a British music chart program uh, made by the BBC. Is this the one I listen to now? Oh, now it's the official charts. Uh, it uh, was around since 64 uh, to 2006. And it used to be broadcast Thursday evenings on BBC One. Now I, I do try to listen, like during the school year at least, uh, to the official charts. Is that what they call it now? Um, Dusty Springfield, I Only Want to Be With You, is the first song performed on top of the Pops. Uh, Rolling Stones were the first band. And Snow Patrol was the last act to play live on the weekly show when they play, played their sh- sh- single. Uh, Chasing Cars, Snow Patrol, who I get mixed up with just snow, uh, but they're, I guess Snow Patrol, isn't, they're, they're not the same group, even though in my head I'm so easily confused. Uh, hit Record, uh, Hit Record, says Dad, oh, so Ted hits Rewind. And I think he says dad joke in, in like he says it forward, but he's saying stuff in reverse. Uh, it reminded me of, um, uh, one of those, uh, like, a Lynch, like, <laughs> just reminded me of, uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, the Peaks, Peak, Peak, Twin, Twin Peak, the Twin Peaks, uh, uh, Rebecca pep talk Rupert shows up. He sits on her desk. Uh, there's tears. There's pain. What a jerk. I say that Rupert, uh, slow music, uh, primo J- Janet, uh, oh, piano. Oh, there's slow music, uh, piano jacket or something. I, I don't know. I wrote it down like, uh, as Rebecca leaves her off. So she's, uh, Rupert really, like, like uh, she, she, this is a major change for her because she's procrastinating. She knew she had to apologize. Uh, and Keeley says you got to make things right. And I know this pain of procrastination of making these apologies. So, oh boy, do I. And you just got to do it, I guess. Uh, but they show her leaving her office. This is a great sequence. She goes to Ted's office to apologize. Something I need to tell you. Deja vu. Uh, I lost loser standing dialogue. Uh, she lays it all out to cause him as much pain and suffering. I did not care who I used or who I hurt. Uh, they stand face to face. I forgive you. Divorce is hard. The job you gave me has changed my life. Uh, you, we're okay. Uh, she shakes her head no. Uh, the handshake, but then they go in for a big hug. Uh, 
And then at the end, uh, again, this is another, this wasn't a com- comedic moment, but uh, Ted does this thing where he swirls his finger. And he says, you got to come down here more often. Boss classes up the place. Uh, walk away. Uh, last, last one is a rotten egg. What does a British owl say? I don't think this, actually, we should look it up. Uh, well, no, I don't want to ruin it. Maybe it's a payoff later, right? Uh, they always pay stuff off. Uh, whom? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I can't write jokes. So, uh, cold, uh, shoulder and the silent treatment. Nate runs off, uh, swear it out, Roy. Beard gives Ted's a look, Ted, Ted a look, glasses off. Higgins, Channel, Pan, Redhead, Rolls Royce. Uh, so, I don't know, Rebecca drives to Higgins' house. She pulls up in Rolls Royce to his house. Uh, he's playing stand-up bass. She surprises him. He squeals. Ted finds Roy, sits right next to him in the stands. Uh, so that's apology one, right? Was uh, that's the only apology we've had so far, Rebecca to um, Rebecca to Ted, the main character in the show, Ted Lasso. Thanks for reminding me of that. Uh, Ted buys time, so now Ted's the one procrastinating. Because at the beginning of so Ted's basically made let Roy know he'd never bench him, that he always had his back, uh, which is kind of a broader definition. That needs to be renegotiated now. Uh, Ted buys time. He talks about YouTube, uh, a kitten and a baby chicken being friends. His mom, like most moms, would diffuse uh, stuff like in that way. Roy moves away, sits one seat away from him, flexes his hand, blows his top, uh, bass, bass, bass. And we see that it's contextually Higgins playing the bass string. He's got a Van Dyke uh, beard. Looks how I feel. Chill, man. Um, and then this is a great another apology number two. I'm truly sorry. Thank you. I lost my way. Uh, Keely Roy and uh, um, his uh, niece, whose name comes Phoebe. Uh, how are you doing? Fine. Body, this is the second time this comes up. Body, the miracle of the body was also a theme. Uh, miracle of, uh, yeah, miracle of the body. I forgot how Danny had said it. Uh, oh, yeah, call back to Danny. Pink, pink, they're not pink fuzzy pillows. They're more of a rosé. Some loser has been named Roy. Is not what Roy Kent, the footballer, wants to become. Is that all I am? Phoebe, Phoebe's listening to Septon, maybe? I thought that's what she said. Describe your Uncle Roy. There's no football mentioned. Beard, his ex-girlfriend's playing chess. Uh, Stry string. Four beers. Uh, stay strong, the other the, the pubbers say to Roy, or uh, the Beard. He's got four, four pints. Uh, I'm more of a Tabor guy. Oh, yeah, let's look that up. Uh, Tabor Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, um, look who's playing Tabor. One of our favorites, uh, Maxwell Tabor, played by Christopher Lloyd. 
He's a bit of a wild card. I haven't seen or read the movie or read the book in quite a little long time. But uh, he was there before McMurphy arrives. Okay, so great moment. This is one of the great moments in the season because uh, it really uh, a great moment in the show. I put uh, all this isn't about ain't about winning. Ted says. Uh, and uh, the beard has to lay it all out, the stakes, uh, the real stakes uh, of winning and losing and in, in, in his personal stake in it, too, or his personal feelings. And uh, it does land well with his ex. And she, she says that's pretty uh, assertive. Uh, and he says, get your things. And he tells the guy she's playing chess with, she's been toying with you. Checkmate, mates. And then Ted's pretty drunk. Uh, which again, I mean, uh, I said, okay. I mean, I don't know how fast he drank those three pints or if he drank all four in their imperial pints. Uh, and again, I'm operating from perspective of someone that, uh, would drink much more than that, I guess. Though if I drank those three pints in, in, in a half hour or something, I, you know, back in my day, you know, cause those are 20 ounces, 20, 40, 60. So I guess like a 40. So it's like two forties, uh, but they're not as strong. We don't know the strength or what if Ted had eaten and, and, you know, obviously, but he wasn't real super drunk cause Roy's at his place. Uh, and there's another callback uh, as Ted goes to cross the street, Roy stops him cause Ted was looking the wrong way. And then we have another callback with the peanut butter finger. Are you allergic to nuts? No, to fingers. Uh, Roy apologizes. Uh, Know thyself, uh, told my niece ice cream. They talk about how great ice cream is. Uh, she'll watch the match even if not playing. Uh, T- Ted talks about Fresh Prince and the Carlson. He's doing the Carlson and talks about Alfonso Ribeiro uh, being one of the most underrated physical comedians of all time. Or maybe not. He's saying he is one of them. Like he's saying, yeah, he's underrated. Uh, Target. Isonic, uh, cover with, oh, so, uh, uh, so Roy says, I mean, uh, iconic, uh, oh yeah. If you see, if you saw someone doing the Carlton, uh, even just their profile, that's how you'd know. Okay. So, um, yeah, should we cover it up with an injury? Uh, but Ted says, my preference would be for you to be there. They talk about T and we have Higgins and Rebecca. Uh, silly, playful, mysterious. We have the locker room. Ted's there. Uh, Beard and Nate are at his side again. Nate apologizes. Uh, had a scary dream. I was pecking at you or something. Make sure to apologize to me in my dream. So we're good there. So there's also a lot of these, uh, like a thematic dream. Uh, uh, Ted believes in inception type stuff. Uh, Roy shows up, uh, sorry, I'm late. I guess that's an apology. I could have, should have been there, but, uh, you know, there's an electronics thing at my house, uh, with Phoebe and, uh, Keeley. Uh, second team is going to win. Acceptance is out that says, settle it out on the pitch. Uh, the music, uh, there's like, there's music, there's noise, there's laughter, and the, it doesn't actually slow zoom out. If, maybe it zooms out and then stops, uh, 
there's a long shot of the locker room just being a locker room. And there's that Believe in the background, and the Believe is coming up in the song, too. And that's the end of the epic. Another uh, great episode, another lulling episode with Lasso, if I do say most so myself. Uh, Good night, everybody. Or uh, Scoots will be back with more. All right, everybody, we're doing the watch through with some dialogue here. Of all apologies, uh, Lisa's breaking down the match. Uh, we see Roy come out of that ice. Uh, stretch of bad days. A tough one for Roy Kent, number six. In the last nine games, turnovers ignominious. Uh, Ted comes in. There you are. Danny's still out there running drills, though. Everybody else is gone. Really funny seeing Roy uh, sitting in the bucket. I wonder if they had a stunt double. I'm sure it's on the internet. Uh, not like if when they show the back of Roy's head with Ted. We get a side shot, big whoop. And, uh, you know, he says, just go easy on yourself and I'll see you later, buddy. I got your back. Nothing's going to change that. Brunette Oscar the Grouch. Bye-bye. Turns off the lights. Let it go. Ola Roy, and he starts singing. They're talking about Manchester City and Jamie Tart doing well for them. Roy goes under the water. We get the intro, and we have Rebecca after the intro. Uh, photo shoot. Ted shows up, uh, talks about, you know, strutting his stuff. He's got the biscuits. They sit in front of, in the locker room, uh, profiling women. Karen, Delia, and Posh Spice, I think, uh, sports article. Who's she going to think? My dreams are possible. Football financial quarterly. Girls are mysterious, silly, and powerful. Gave up trying to figure them out. Uh, I just wish Higgins was here. Rebecca says, uh, huh. Higgins quit. Uh, you let me know what he thought about me. That's stinking thinking, Rebecca, Ted says, uh, Rebecca says she's heartbroken. That's when Keeley says, really heartbroken, eh? Don't buy it. Uh, how about Tom Ford? Does Tom Ford buy it? No, only with irony, maybe, or an every person campaign. And then Keeley says, Rebecca, how about we have a little chat in the boot room? Because these boots are made for foot footy. That's just what they're made for. Uh, Rebecca's buying time there, too. Feet funk. Uh, and what are you going to tell Ted? Uh, can you imagine having to make amends? Uh, Keely says that. My, oh, Scoots can, yeah. Uh, and Keely talks about the wrong that she did. It probably reminds me of ones I did. Teenage girls are mysterious, dark, and with an edge. Uh, but that's not the point. Nate comes in, says something he should apologize for. I guess he does. Uh, he says sorry. So technically, he's a, he says sorry. Uh, won't change anything. It would change how I feel about you. Great, 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 great line. David, we got one final name. You know, let's do a high like Willie Nelson. Uh, Trent Krim, Daily Planet. Uh, no, The Independent. Uh, a lot of young players. Uh, Roy Kent, uh, he hasn't been playing well. Well, Roy doesn't always have his best day. Uh, but backbone of the team. 
Beard and Nate don't like that answer. If you're an introvert, raise your hand. That was a trick. Introverts wouldn't raise their hands. Uh, Ted, hands in his pocket, goes into his office. Uh, have a seat. Also, he has this thing where he has his cuffs over his sweater. Uh, what's going on? You two want to talk to me? He, like, rolls his sleeves. I, I, like, that's a cool look. I've never been able to pull it off myself, but... I couldn't handle three layers like Ted has on unless the air conditioning was at like 60 degrees. Yeah, but they say you got to bench Roy. He says, I'm not benching Roy. He's the captain. Value your opinion even when you're wrong. But hoping you two are going to do improv. I'm Audi 5000. They watch him leave. Uh, and then there's great jokes. Just seriously do yourself a favor. Oh, I accidentally closed the video. 7.30. Where? What? Uh, what? Where? Rebecca's getting her office neat. Hey, what's up? Uh, something I got to tell you. Have a seat. Uh, I'm all ears. He does the ears thing. Wow. Even how he gets in the chair. going to get right to the point. Uh, and the way she does it, buying time, very scooters, no procrastinating. Procrast, procrast, that's a good word, isn't it? Uh, procrastinating, procrastinating. What's that? Etymology, uh, procrast. She really is a sleep with me starter. Why don't we look it up? Uh, you got a dictionary? You okay? Uh, she says, me, yeah. Now you can really see the eggplant color of her power suit. Uh, top of the pops, she does pop and lock. Ted hits the rewind button. See how the uh, closed captioning, closed captioning just skips it. Uh, so I don't know if he says dad joke. Uh, and she says, oh gosh, I got to do this. Uh, come on, Rebecca, just do it. Uh, tidy up your mess. Uh, tidy up your mess. Okay. She heads out to go tidy up her mess and Rupert comes in. And he says, you look stressed. Where's Higgins? Fired. Uh, Higgins is first class. Chews on pens, though. And uh, like an anxious little puppy, like a, like an anxious little scoot, I chew on pens, too. Not in my boss's office, but. And look, uh, what do you want, Rupert? Well, we're having me and Bex are having a baby. He says, uh, baby, I'm bored. Uh, she says, what in the heck? Uh, first off, you said in one thing. Second of all, you're 70 years old. Uh, and uh, I think that's what she says. Yes, nearly 70. You're having a baby. What are you, from the Bible? And uh, you'll be a pile of dust and an Amex card. Uh, calls her darling. She says, I don't want to, don't, please don't call me that. Uh, but really, he's just there. I mean, I guess what's interesting is he's offering her a mirror, like a gross mirror to look into. She sees him and his behavior, and this time it clicks. Like, who does she, like, who's, who's, whose behavior, you know, when she looks in the mirror, she wants to see Rebecca, make Rebecca great again, and not a reflection of trying to out-Rupert Rupert. Also, maybe the fact that it can't be done. Like, she's not that cold uh, and pa aggre passively, aggressively passive. So she turns, her eyes are watered up. She didn't cry, and she's kind of turned stunned. Slow walk. Uh, there's music, again, that I couldn't, um, 
Yeah, and I don't have the Shazam for her. Now it's on mute. Uh, and she goes to tell Ted the truth. Uh, oh, who's to, there's a bare bottom. Two bare bottom. Oh, three. Oh, boy. I didn't notice that. Uh, bet your bottom dollars. There's bare bottoms there. But she goes and says, Ted, I got to tell you something. There's people on treadmills over Ted's shoulder. Doors open. Uh, she closes it now. She's standing, Ted's sitting. Ted, I lied to you. Wanted this team to lose. That's why I hired you. Wanted you to fail. Sabotaged you every chance I could. And, uh, yeah, that was me that got the picture of you and Keeley. I don't know if you heard about that. The burger picture. Interview with Trent Krim, hoping he would humiliate you. Uh, transferred Jamie Tart, despite your wishes. It's right now I got a poker face on, not my, my poker face, his poker face, not a poker face, actually. Looks like a poker face, but he's just being Ted. Sorry, I, I wanted to cause Rupert pain and suffering, didn't care. She's looking, I don't know if she's looking right at, yeah, I guess she's looking right at Ted as she's saying it, her eyes are watering. Ted's looking right back, great eye lines, yeah. Ted, I'm sorry. He moves his, wow, he moves his head a lot, but not, shakes his head finally. Stands, man, this is good. Hands in his pockets. Uh, you want to call the press or quit? I understand. I forgive you. What? Why? Well, Ted gets it. It's hard. Uh, you're human? I'm a human. Uh, you know, being a human, you know, involves human stuff. Uh, human, human, human. And I'm coaching soccer in London. She laughs and cries. That's wild. And uh, she says, yeah. But your, this job's changed my life. Uh, gave me the distance I needed to see what was going on. And uh, you and me, we're okay goes to shake her hand she looks down on it she also has a few inches on ted at least in the shot uh shake my hand she gives him a big hug maybe an inch or inch and a half uh and uh if you care about someone and you got a little love in your hearts ain't nothing you can't get through together and she says that's a metaphor or about us uh something and he says oh well indubitably or something he doesn't say that but uh he would ted i don't know if ted would say indubitably. he probably would but it would be in a proper context uh this is my favorite part let's see you got to rewind it though because at 14 no it's like earlier than that oh boy i fast forwarded it okay 13 yeah about 14 minutes in nice to see him down here boss uh Liven up the place. Man, I don't know what about it. That scene, that's rich to me for some reason. I don't know. It's like that confidence. Ted, Ted Lasso, as an imaginary character, has what I want. And it's that. Uh, okay, then we talk about the mysteries of the human body. Uh, body, Danny says, uh, can do. Body's a miracle, uh, not a mystery. Miracle, good perspective. Uh, Speed's important, but so is changing direction quickly. Beards in the background, 808 heartbreak. Uh, 
doesn't get enough credit. Team agrees. Uh, let's get going. Uh, start, stop again. Last one's a rotten egg. And uh, he says, oh, I thought of a joke, Beard. Uh, what does a British owl say? Uh, and Beard steps away from him. And Ted doesn't realize. He says, okay. Uh, oh, uh, I get it now. You're giving me a silent cold shoulder. And Ted doesn't like it. Does that combo come with a medium drink? Then Nate makes he tries to talk to Nate. Uh, what does a British owl say? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could probably could brainstorm it, but it wouldn't. It would be more embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing for me. Uh, dig, Danny. Come on, Roy. Swear it out. Roy's not keeping up with the rest of the team. I mean, but not everybody's fast. Uh, now Beard's uh, showing him, uh, uh, saying, "Hey, takes his Beard takes his sunglasses off, uh, looks at Ted. Ted nods, okay, puts his sunglasses back on. Rebecca is signing something. She's right-handed, sees the chewed pen, and it's time for another apology. Is that a Rolls Royce? I don't know. Maybe." She goes to the door, rings the doorbell. I guess a Bentley, is that what she was in before? I don't know, 22 is Higgins' house number. He's jamming. She laughs, uh, but not a laugh of humiliation, a laugh of joyous discovery. And then Higgins squeals when she taps on the window. Roy sitting, staring in, in uh, outdoor clothes. I couldn't see the seat number, but uh, he's right in the middle. Hey, there's a lot of other seats. Ted says, great comeback. This is what my ticket, this is what my ticket said. Uh, Roy's hands are in his lap. Uh, hounds, greyhounds, Richmond, we see in the stands. Uh, Ted now is the one buying to Awkward Time. Kitten and Baby Chicken became friends and hung out on YouTube. Uh, got it right here. Or I guess it wouldn't be on YouTube because, uh, oh yeah, you could check it out. I'll show it to you on my phone. Uh, that's what my mom would do. She'd start saying something, uh, go off on a tangent, you know, overtly nice. Uh, and yeah, I just thought the idea of a bird and uh, a cat and would be being simpatico would be nice. Roy changes seats, grips his left hand, uh, yeah, no, no. Listen, thinking about starting a lineup. No, no, no. Let's just talk. Yeah, Ted, baloney. You said you had my back. Uh, I do, baloney. You're pretended to be a man of word. Uh, you know, go go eat, go put, go read Super Fudge and get back to me. Super Fudge, Ted. Go read Super Fudge. Ted tries to say, I thought that was Tales of Fourth Grade. Nothing came first. He goes, Super Fudge. And we go back to Higgins and uh, playing the bass. Uh, Rebecca, well, the van, they talk about his beard. And they say, Super Fudge, is that, would that be, uh, like, is that even when, you know, like, it, not joking, like, what's Judy Bloom's revel, revelance? Re, what is that? 
Says his wife loves his beard with a white hot intensity. Also has a mustache, which uh, so it's not just a beard. It's kind of a pencil mustache. Uh, Ted, I told Ted the truth. He forgave me. A couple of ducks, bird statues uh, in the background of Higgins' house, and a long, like thing that you would put under the door to block a draft, but too long for any door. And she says, I'm truly sorry, Higgins. More importantly, but I guess this is more about the background. Uh, Higgins says, thank you, Rebecca. His bangs are down, too. Lost my way for a minute, she says. Uh, I'm on the road back. I can't see Higgins' shirt. Well, it suits you, unlike that beard. Uh, sorry, I had to. Uh, then we have Phoebe, who's listening to music, uh, first child other than Jamie in uh, Keeley's place. Uh, can't have her souping nooping around. Uh, you know, I got a, like that toothbrush thing. It's not a toothbrush. Roy's looking out the window. How you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Keeley's thoughtful. Kids are pretty incredible. Uh, you know, teeth, uh, body's a miracle again. Another callback to the body uh, and teens and uh, mystery of childhood. Okay, and then the mystery blush. I guess that was right. Her puffy pillows are rose type color. I mean, you could say they're pink, but I'd say more of a pink powder pink. Uh, there are some hot pink stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to be, I like being Roy Kent. I don't want to be some like a uh, dude named Roy. All right, Roy, what have you been up to? Uh, reading Super Fudge, uh, but not really reading it, just saying, you know. Not like a feeling like a tales of, you know, feeling like I understand what tales of fourth grade nothing means, even though I'm, you know, a former footballer. It's all I've ever known. Who I am. All I am. As Keely says, uh-uh-uh-uh. Phoebe, tell me. Uh, let's see. I guess you figure out who, who Keely is. Oh, Zeppelin is amazing. Okay, so Zeppelin. Uh, so Keely's into classic rock. Interesting. So she says, close your eyes, describe your Uncle Roy. She says, I think of uh, whoever, Scooter can't remember Fudge's brother's name, the main character of these two books. He buys me ice cream, though. Swears. Uh, he's funny. And I love him. Very cute, very cute moment. Another heartfelt, uh, well done, Phoebe. Nothing about being a footballer, Roy. Actually, nothing, no Judy Boom, Bloom books yet. She's only six. Uh, so right now she's more into Thea Stilton or, you know, whatever the equivalent is. Uh, and Roy says, Geronimo Stilton. That's another one I could yell on. And then we go to the pub at night. We see uh, the Beard watching his, for, his ex-girlfriend play chess with another bloke. Uh, while the pubbers uh, comment on it. Stay strong, you're a beautiful man. Beard nods. Ted comes in. Four pints of weights. Actually, five, because the beard has pints. Uh, figured you need it after talking to Roy. Because they think they serve pints somewhat warm. Uh, talk about Tabor, Cuckoo's Nest, uh, and... Uh, 
be honest, uh, I never told Roy. Now, don't give me those eyes. He figured it out. But I'm not going to bench him. Winning doesn't really matter. And another great scene, if you want to, I mean, just watch the whole episode, do yourself a favor. But uh, how much time? 23 minutes. Great, great, great reaction. I mean, it's the stakes for the rest of the season, but also for for moving forward, right? Uh, and the truth, uh, the truth teller says, gosh darn it, uh, Geronimo Stilton. Uh, listen, when we're working with college kids, that's one thing. Winning does matter. These are professionals. It matters to me. That's okay. Right, May? Correct. Uh, he points at May. She does something. Losing has percussions. We lose, we get relegated. And then what, what do we build? Uh, if you're going to pick a player's feelings over your duty, uh, I, that's selfish. And he heads off. Uh, Ted's stunned and shows his uh, ex. Uh, she says, that's very sexy. Uh, get your things. Uh, checkmate, mate. They hold hands, they head off, uh, Ted takes a sip, uh, he stares at the other three pints, plus there's an extra pint, only people like me would know that, but he said, actually there's five pints, because his beard left his pint, which you say, okay, what are you doing, dude? But, uh, you know, only people that shouldn't have pints would notice that, like me. Ted leaves his pint, kind of waddles off, uh. Goes across the street, looks the wrong way. Roy stops him. He picks peanut butter with his finger. Offers it a finger allergy. And Ted's got a fruit bowl. Looks like there's a gourd in his fruit bowl. Two-day-old pasta water. Tea's fine. Sorry I told you to F off. Uh, Sorry about, you know, usually... I don't just use children's books instead of profanity, but uh, rest in peace, Socrates. Something else on his table. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's like an orangish. Uh, oh, it's a double decker matchbox bus. Ice cream rules. Uh, ice cream's best. Kind of like seeing Billy Joel perform live. Never disappoints. Who's played more at MSG, Fish or Billy Joel? As of when I'm recording this, I think Fish still, but I'm not positive. Not that it's a contest. It's just uh, just wondering. Well, that's showbiz, ain't it? Uh, promised myself I'd never watch uh, 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 Fresh Prince when they changed casting, but Carlton called me back. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. 1920th and 21st century, greatest physical comedian. Uh, iconic, uh, the Carlton. I don't know what to do with a grown man does at Carlton. So that's a funny callback joke, too. Like, if, like, I don't know what somebody beatboxes, knock it off. Miss Shipley has been fed up with uh, Ted. Uh, what if we pretend you're injured and you can't play? No shame in that. And Roy says, well, it's not a bad idea. Uh, maybe I could get a job at another club uh, or play in America and show them how, what's what. Where I dominate, by the way. Oh, this is football then. Uh, and Ted says, well, my preference would be so assertive. In a, like, uh, my preference would be to be there. I guess that's like truth. Not, I don't know how people do that. Uh, 
They just say what they would prefer. Holy cow. And Roy says, and then Roy, he says, can I think about it? And then Ted says, you better. Man, let's talk about, maybe Ray, like, uh, I don't know if, like, uh, any of these writers uh, are related to Ray. Maybe Ray was one of their, I don't know. But uh, Roy says, I do love tea. Ted still loves tea. Tries it, uh, shakes his head. And we have the sun coming up. Uh, Higgins is back. Uh, uh, it's biscuits o'clock. Uh, they, they're making a joke about somebody with bigger hands. Uh, and they say, okay, I'm going to say it. Heck to the yeah, yeah. Uh, nice to see you. There you go, boss. There's some biscuits. You want to try one of these? Carrying a sharing, but I brought Higgins a box, a different color box with uh, something else in there. At a hunch, uh, actually, those are for Trent Crimp's daughter. She turns nine or something, but uh, don't worry, they're for you. No. Ted, did you tell her weeks ago? I told her, but don't worry. She, oh, she's three. You know, you can't give a, can't give a three-year-old uh, truffles anyway. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm just joking. I made this whole thing up. Uh, brushes his head. See you all. Let's go, Greyhounds. Higgins opens the box. Uh, they're pink, so he says, maybe, well, maybe your silly place full of mysterious. And then we go to the locker room. Ted's hands are in his pockets again, looks at Roy's locker. Jersey's still up, looks around, no Roy. Everybody else is kind of getting in the game. I mean, I was practice, uh, training. All right, fellas, listen up. Uh, Beard comes back. Uh, Nate comes back, apologizes for a dream and uh, ignoring him. I know now's about the best time, but uh, I had this dream I was a bird uh, pecking you or something, like a crow, trying to get those rocks in a jar or whatever. He says, okay, we're good. Just, you know, apologize to me in the dreams. Uh, okay. And uh, they say, okay, we got a match coming up. Uh, and then Roy comes in. Excuse me, sir, I'm late. Uh, uh, we had a toothbrush. Uh, discovery kind of toothbrush you keep in your knife stand you know what i'm saying and uh yeah my niece found it so yeah and i said holy what in the thea stilton is this uh and everybody acts like been there oh, beard says uh and roy says can i say something puts on the blue uh like a second team jersey and he says second team's gonna win today and that's when uh, kind of order is restored in some sense. Ted laughs. Uh, everybody laughs. They're joking around. Finish getting ready. We'll settle this on the pitch. Let's go. People point around. Uh, Ted claps Beard's back. Danny jumps up and down. People are putting their boots on. And uh, there isn't a zoom. Oh, I guess it is slow, slow zoom in. Yeah, it's zooming still tell you if it stops uh still very slow zoom it may have stopped zooming no still zooming very very slow zoom towards believe uh is it still zooming it's a good question i can't tell um if i had a no i think it is still slowly slowly zooming great effect actually because it's such a slow zoom 
And uh, Ted pushes the beard out of the office. Royce will ask to leave. Oh, wow. Holy mackerel. Oh, my gosh. Uh, again, why, you got to watch the whole thing, man. Roy touches the uh, belief sign. I did not. That's the first time I'm not kidding. I saw that. So I offer my apology for uh, not paying better attention. Uh, but, yeah, I'm here to pay attention and uh, put you to sleep. Uh, good night, everybody.